Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the eighth episode. I think so. Of TBBH, um, I'm Liv. I'm Allie, and that's all who's here today. Yes. Last time we had a we had a party, but yeah. this time it's it's back to the two of us. <laughs> Ava's tired. She's not here, but she's tired. Yeah, I think she. She probably just woke up, in all honesty. (laughs) Because I texted her about um, captions for an Instagram post, and she hasn't responded yet. So, So. Queen is passed out. She had a volleyball tournament yesterday, so we we get where she's coming from. Also, we're at my house. Well, not my house, but... You can talk about that, Oh, my gosh, you do. Okay. But we're... Lizzie, you know, my dirty room. Oh, oh, oh. We're we're in Olivia Osbop's dirty, moving... Currently moving out room. Um... There's lots of suitcases. We're sitting on the bed. <laughs> we went to church. That was just a timeline reference. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, there's just boxes. But it's probably the last one here. Yeah. Probably ever. You're probably I'm not. not. <laughs> okay. So I guess we'll just jump into life updates so I can explain. Okay. So every single episode that you've probably heard up until now has been like, guys, I'm going to move out in like a week. Like you're so like not ready for me to be in a different, still hasn't happened. Anyways. I'm pretty sure every time you've been like, it's next month. (laughs) It's literally like so soon. Yeah. I've been apparently joking this whole time. I was unaware Mm -hmm. that I was joking. Yeah. But I was joshing you. So there we go. But literally, like, our closing date, like, it's been set and, like, the freaking legal papers set in the, the you know, stone. <laughs> in the literal stone. In the literal stone that we're moving out, that we're, like, our, we're closing January 28th. So, I'm going to have a house, like, next week. But, like, I'm not really going to be living there because, number one, we have winter retreat this next weekend, which we'll talk about in a sec. And then I'm going to see Mr. Dear Louis Tomlinson. Which is also a part of the life update yeah. on Tuesday. So, like, I'm literally not going to be in my house for, like, the first, like, five days that we're there. It's okay. So, I'm really going to thrive, but it's okay. But I'm, like, doing there. fun stuff. So, like, you know. Yeah. It's going to be good either way. And then you're going to get home, and it's going to be so good. Yeah. Like, it's going to be blow my mind, because all my, like, couches and, like, everything that, like, my parents ordered are already going to be there. And, like, I don't have to help with any of that. Psyched. So. Wow. They'll be excited for that. Okay. But, yeah. I'm moving out. Woohoo. Imagine me coming in here next week and being like, guys, I was joking. (laughs) I was judging you once again. (laughs) I was judging you once again. I really got you, didn't I? But no. Is crying. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time my mom's like, we're not moving in. I literally am like, wow. I could cry right now. No. I just really want a house, you know? It's okay, though. Who doesn't? Who doesn't doesn't want a house? (laughs) See, it's a relatable issue. (laughs) Okay. Let's do, you talk about something. Like this top, the top. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know my birthday. She's in March third. She's in March. She's, she's March, in March thirteenth. She's in March thirteenth. No, she's March thirteenth. Um, but I've come to the conclusion that I really like to just go little places rather than get anything. So this year, I was really having a tough time deciding what we ever wanted to do. Yeah, so, you know, we got, we had a Branson in like Fayetteville. To anyone other than people that live in Arkansas, that sounds <laughs> actual crap. Horrible, but but it's fun. We yeah, we have a good we time. Enjoy it. So this year we were struggling, but then we got some content, which is that Ash Music, my guy, is coming to Houston. For those who don't really know who Ash is, she's the girl that sings "Moral of the Story." 
Because I feel like that's yeah, song, like, song, until forever falls apart. Until forever falls like apart that. with Phineas, if you know who that is. But yeah, really good stuff. I love her so yeah. much. So we're pretty sure we're gonna get to go to that. It's in April. Yeah, like, like mid mid. It's four days after my birthday. Yeah, but I really want to go, and my mom is on board. And the tickets so. are thirteen dollars for general admission, which means that's the floor. We probably need to go ahead and like do that. Do but, that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> here we are. So I'm pretty sure we're gonna get to go to that, which is so exciting. Very much. Thrilling. You, you okay. Already talked about that. Yeah. I'm. Um, yeah. No. Side note. I'm going to see Dear Louis Tomlinson next week. He was in the mega boy band One Direction. Um. He's gonna be great. I'm going with Alyssa and Maddie. Like I went to see Harry Styles with them. We bought tickets for like two days, and they were like one after another, and they were Saturday and Sunday. But since he had to reschedule for COVID, we can't do that. So we have to sell some of our tickets, but, like, that doesn't matter. But we are are seeing, like, his first ever, like, show on tour, like, by himself. And so that's really cool. So Still don't know what I'm going to wear. It's really unfortunate. Because, like, he's not, like, he's not to the degree that Harry Styles is, you know? Like, the fits don't matter as much. No, it's not bright pink. But... Yeah, no, I can't really wear my hot pink pantsuit, but, like, we'll figure it out. It's going to be good. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's good feeling. I feel like the pictures are going to be good, too. Speaking of pictures. Speaking of pictures, guys. We have winter retreat at our church. Well, it's not at our church, but it's for church, you know, yeah. next weekend. And there's going to be some quality content. From yeah. There. I'm going to carry my camera around the, the whole entire time. time. Like, not once while you see me without it. Yeah. I'm She's sure. going to sleep with her on. Yes. Like, it's going to, you know. Yeah. Like, I might need to buy an extra battery at this point. Yeah. I've already got two. Maybe we need three. Who really knows? <laughs> But I'm really excited. But yeah, winter retreat is like camp, but obviously it's just a weekend. And we're going to leave on Friday afternoon and we stay until Saturday or Sunday morning. And like we all go to church together. And like sometimes we like talk to the big church about like what we learned and like everything like that. And like it's just like a weekend of like worship and fun. And like it's a little bit of camp, but just a weekend of it. And I'm very, very excited. Mm -hmm. And I get to play the piano both nights. And the lineups are really, really good. And Allie's going to take pictures of the band, and we're going to look so cool. <laughs> like, yes. oh my gosh. I'm hyped. And I don't know. It's just going to be so, so fun. And, like, all the pictures for TNT, because our feed. Okay, guys. <laughs> wow. Go check out TNT Youth Ministries on Instagram if you really <laughs> want to see what's going on. But, like, Allie and I, like, literally run it now. Like, we just do our thing. Yeah. And Allie takes literal-looking professional pictures. It's so great. And so, yeah. They're really... They're so good. The feed yeah. is just so beautifully put together, guys. Yeah. I'm like we had away. this, We had a photo shoot for Winter Treat. Oh, yeah. What, two weeks ago? Yeah. Is that on that? Because yeah. it was like the ninth. And, wow, they're so good. It was so much fun. And everyone is just so nice and, like, legit loves our pictures. Like, and, like, supports it. Is supportive of it. not a lot of people. <laughs> like, they... Like, people just don't care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like... Mem- like, pictures are just straight memories. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just love pictures. I mean, that's why we run our... Freaking! That's why I have thirteen thousand photos. Yeah, and we run a literal photo dumps account, and we take like a solid picture of ourselves every single week. Yeah, just for like the memes and like to recap. I just think that's so cool. Like we're gonna have for every single week of our junior year is just like recorded. Yeah, it's so cool. That's so cool. So anyways, so yeah, we had a photo shoot. The coolest thing. It was like a cozy bonfire vibe, and everyone really stuck to their theme. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all, you know. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who's listening right now. I know y'all are on. I know you guys are on, you know, Maddie, <laughs> Gabby, Raven. Oh, yeah. 
David, Christian, Taylor, Turney. We love you so much. <laughs> I know you're listening. So. We know you're on here. Mm-hmm. School, thriving, but like not. That's what, what I. That's what I wrote in our life update. Because like, okay, I'm not doing bad at school. I'm just not doing as great as I should be at school. But like, it's really not my fault. Like, I've been trying hard. You know. Yes me advocating to y'all that like i'm really trying my best really doesn't even know what my grades look lot. like um there is just like kind of a lot right now yeah and i don't know like they really didn't we just hit the ground running when we came back and yeah. i was like gosh and this there's is a, a lot. ton of assignments and it's not like little bitty like i'll just finish this worksheet either it's like hours of your time spent on this one thing and they're due like in the next week so you don't feel too stressed but you're like well she's gonna give me another hour and a half project tomorrow so like i have to do it today <laughs> like it's just yeah. a lot but it's okay like i'm really just i don't know i'm like really thankful for life for no reason right now and i'm just like okay like we can do it and like i should be thankful for life at all times but like these past like week i've been like wow okay i can do it yeah tuesday i was not but that was just tuesday i don't know what was going on with tuesday tuesday was was hyped on monday for no reason i hope i'm hyped tomorrow as well because monday we had off and then yeah but but then then i I was hyped and i mean I was hyped for Tuesday, like, because of that. I don't know. know. That's when we got news about our house again. Like, I was supposed to move in last weekend. I just felt really bad for you all day. But (laughs) I was was trying to. I was like, gosh, this is really bad. And I was just in such a bad mood. And, like, I felt so bad after. I was like, I am such a brat. I need to stop. I'm sorry, Mom. Let's talk about that maybe at the end if we have time. Because I'm scared we're not going to have time. Yeah, (laughs) okay. Yeah, yeah. But we can... Okay. Oh, maybe we should tell you what this episode is about. (laughs) Ten minutes in? (laughs) Okay, but yeah. Life's going great. Um, I'm really just excited for this next month. We're going, like, axe throwing with with our, like, TNT people, like, the older ones. We've just got, like, lots... And we've got, like, a formal event thingy for TNT, too. And, like, there's just so many... Gonna be so many opportunities to take pictures, like, in Mm -hmm. this next month. And I am so excited. Which we love to do. Which we just... We really just thrive (laughs) off of that kind of stuff. I don't really know why. Mm -hmm. And, like, we've made all kinds of besties lately. I just don't know. I'm really happy about it. Yeah. Loving life. Really. Really thriving. (laughs) Really live, love, laughing. Everyone, like, someone's listening and is like, great, you're thriving, but I'm not. Shut (laughs) up. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm really sorry. (laughs) I'm really sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, okay. The topic, <laughs> the topic of this podcast, however, is basically like a true crime where yeah. both we've both taken these stories and we've kind of <clears throat> done some research, listened to some other podcasts, and we've combined information, and we both have our own little cases that we're gonna kind of explore. And we're going to try and do it pretty fast, because it's actually been 11 minutes since we started this. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be really good, and we'd like to give all of the credit to that for all of the credit. No, I said I switched to and The four, credit I think. that I... We, the credit for that to what we said, podcast, which yeah, we talked about before. they did this, they, like, told their own true crime stories and stuff yes, like that. And we were like, that's really such cool. a fun thing to do. We love true crime anyways. Let's yeah. just do our own research. So, yeah, all the creds go to what we said. We love you guys. At Chelsea and JC. I hope you're listening. <laughs> I hope you're listening. I know you are. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? Do I need to? Really? Okay. You can go first. I'm ready. Let me drink I'm my coffee. I'm excited. <laughs> Let me drink my coffee. Okay, guys. I'm revved up now. <laughs> You're absolutely revved. Got it. Okay. So I'm going to be telling you about the murder of... Wow, that's spooky. 
the, the murder of Betsy Faria, okay? Okay. So, <laughs> Betsy, you know, she's just this normal whatever. It's fine. Okay? A normal whatever? This normal woman. Anyways. Oh, okay. Thank you. So, her husband, Ross... Ross? Russ Faria. He calls 911 on just like a random Tuesday at 9 o'clock at night because he has found Betsy dead on the floor. Oh, no. In the middle of the living room. In oh, 2011, no. by the way. Okay. Okay. So he thought that Betsy had committed suicide, mm-hmm. but that was definitely not the case because Queen was stabbed 56 times. Oh, yeah. I don't think that Like, was... it was bad. Like, I don't want to, like, gory, like, stuff because that's gross. Don't. Do you monetize? <laughs> but, like, it was, it was really bad. Like, yeah. her eyes were gone. Like, oh, my gosh. bad stuff. Okay. And... The, like, coroner reported that she died an hour before Russ got home, but, like, the police thought Russ was, like, dumb because he thought it was a suicide. Because, obviously, from, like, looking at this dead woman on the floor, like, you're not going to think that this chick was, like, he killed, she killed herself. Like, she wouldn't be able yeah. to do that, you know? And so, like, obviously, the police, like, take Russ in for questioning. They had found, like, bloody slippers in Russ's closet mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Okay, so Russ goes to whatever. And so now let me give you some backstory about Betsy. So Betsy had breast and liver cancer. It's really sad. Yeah. And a couple years prior, she had just um, had breast cancer, and she won, and they even, like, went on a cruise to, like, celebrate and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the day before they were going to go on the cruise, like, she was diagnosed with breast and liver cancer. Oh, my god! It's really That's sad. Cool. Like, it's just sad. And, like, but she was diagnosed with cancer again, but they still went on the cruise. They had a good time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, basically, like, her husband is obviously, like, heartbroken for her and, like, trying to do his best. But, like, he has this, like, job or whatever. And, like, yeah. he's she's got these, like, 16-year-old da- Like, she's got younger daughters and stuff. So they can't do that much. And so she's got this friend named um, Pam. And, like, she knew Betsy for, like, a really, really long time. And so she kind of became, like, uh, Betsy's, like, I don't know like, support system during her cancer treatments and, like, would take her to stuff and things like that because Russ wasn't always available. And so, like, Pam, like, plays a part in this case. So, yeah. So, let's go... Let's take a step back to what Russ was doing before he came home and found dead Betsy. Yes. Sounds really bad. Dead Betsy. I'm sorry. I'm not calling her dead. (laughs) I have to go. Anyways, okay. So, Russ, he went to a game night with his besties at 6 fun and he like played this weird like dungeons and dragons vibe game i just played D. no he didn't though like it was a different it was like a different like it was it was like a version of D. like it's not labeled D, but it's like that weird fantasy mess you know no hate but like it's kind of weird that this grown man is playing D D right now. It's when his wife is at home yeah. by herself. Like, That's a little... Pam, already, Pam took her to her appointment, and, like, Russ wasn't there. Anyways. So, apparently not all the besties showed up for Russ's game night, so instead they watched a movie and smoked pot. Awesome! <laughs> and Betsy, like, calls Russ while, like, he's, like, out or whatever and tells him that Pam is, like, taking her home from her chemo treatment. Like, no need to worry. Like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And, like, Russ gets off work. He goes to game night, whatever. He also, like, before he goes home, he stops at Arby's, blah, blah, blah. He gets his food, and then he comes home. Dead. Poor poor Betsy. Anyways, okay, so, you know, they don't. the police don't believe Russ at all. Like, they think he's a big, fat liar. And yeah. so they take him in, and they interrogate him for 10 hours. Oh, my God. Yeah, 10 hours. I've heard them doing stuff like that before. I could not even imagine. That's a lot. Yeah. And they even, like, gave him a lie detector test and, like, basically to come back that he was lying. But, like, yeah. it didn't come back that he was lying. Like, when he so said that he didn't. True. And so, like, the police, like, were lied to him. And it was, like, it came back that you 
were like lying like basically they like yeah, tried to use like reverse to... psych- psychology on him and like he but he still didn't confess because mm-hmm. he like he knew the truth basically mm-hmm. and so like okay uh pam hup like testifies against russ and um did i miss something no okay so let's talk about like the actual court case okay so this the prosecutor against uh russ that was kind of with um Pam was this chick named Leah Cheney. She sucks. Um, and she came up with this plan that of how Russ murdered Betsy. And apparently all of Russ's besties were in on it. All of them. Oh. At this game night that, where they smoked pot. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of them went to Arby's to get a receipt to have proof that he wasn't there when oh. Betsy was murdered. Russ came home earlier than he had said. He kills Betsy. He goes and takes a shower, and he puts on the same pair of clothes because the whole time of the day, he's had the same pair of clothes on. Like, there's no proof, okay? And, like, he showered him, then put on the same clothes that he freaking murders his wife in. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he throws his... They found, like, blood on, like, a light switch and on those slippers, and so he just, like, threw those away, basically. Like, there's there's his plan. There's his lovely plan. And then, so, with this lovely plan that Miss Leah Cheney comes up with, Russ goes to jail without parole um, in 2013. Wow. Okay. And from this, like, situation, Betsy had already left all of her life insurance money to her bestie, Pam. <laughs> As she should. Um, and Pam, like, gives some of the money to Betsy's daughters, obviously, like, puts it in a trust or whatever you do for yeah. that. And Bet's like, basically what Pam tells police about, like, why Pam has all of Betsy's money is because, like, she thought that Russ wouldn't use it correctly, which... It's her husband. That feels a little icky to me. Yeah, it feels like their marriage probably is already, already a little yeah. nice. <laughs> so I don't, this doesn't make sense to me. So anyways, so while Russ is in jail, one day Pam makes a 911 call saying that a man is attacking her in her house, okay? Mm. And this man was, his name's Louis Gumpenberger, and <laughs> it's really unfortunate. And to defend herself, uh, Pam shoots him dead. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and so Louis Gumpenberger was found with a note on his body that basically, like, insinuated that he was hired as a hitman to kill Pam by Russ. <gasps> Even though Russ is, like, on the, I think he's on the verge at this point of getting out of jail or, like, having another option to get out, you know? Mm-hmm. And Pam's self-defense argument, like, they go to court with this, like, literal dead man. Like, she killed him. Come on. Yeah. Pam's self-defense against this argument that, like, wait sorry pam's argument was that she was using self-defense but like it didn't go off well with the police because louis was mentally and physically disabled and he literally never left his house like ever so in 2015 russ was exonerated and some more lovely evidence comes up and his like defense attorney basically didn't mention any of this in the last trial Mm -hmm. and so, like, the law enforcement theorized that Pam tricked Louie, the guy that she murders, into her home to help keep Russ in jail. Like, tricked this freaking mentally disabled man into her home. And, like, placed, like, planted the note on him and everything. But, like, the thing about this little, like, threatening note that Russ, Russ gave yeah. to Louie was, like, it was, the instructions were so clearly written out, like, it didn't make sense, you know? Like, kill been. Pam at her house. Like, yeah. It was stuff like, like, it doesn't make sense. No. And so, um, because, like, Russ was on the verge of being able to get out of jail and, like, had to get all this life insurance money back. Also, a side note to this, a couple, you know, years after Pam left, gives all this money to 
Betsy's daughter, she took back the money. Mm. She sucks. Amy, what are you doing? And so, from on, from here on, you know, Pam's obviously convicted of the murder of Louis because he's mentally, he was mentally, like, yeah. But you got to think this through a little bit if you're going to be a murderer. And then she was later convicted of the murder of Betsy in July 2021. Keep that in mind crazy. that Chick was murdered in 2011. Oh my god. That's 10 years. Also, another side note why Pam is a literal murderer. She's crazy. This woman's crazy. So she was just friends like with, with Betsy. this woman with that had cancer because she was what in hopes that she would she was going to die. She had and known Pam for a really or Betsy she had known Betsy for a really long time before they worked at like State Farm together. Yeah. And then like kinda they went separate ways and like dropped out of her life and then came back in. And when she got which is like messed up. It's so yeah. messed up. Okay, and so another side note on why Pam was a murderer. Mm-hmm. She's also been investigated for the mysterious death of her mother, Shirley, who died from injuries sustained from a fall off the balcony of her third floor apartment. Third floor? Like literal Pam pushed her mother off the balcony. That is horrible. Like, I don't know how much bank she made from this. Like, I don't know how much bank she made from murdering all these people. Like, that's crazy. And so, like, obviously there's been multiple podcasts about this, and there's, like, an NBC, like, Dateline about her, too. I love Dateline. And there's also going to be, like, a series um, called The Thing About Pam. Oh, my god. And, like, they're going to make, like, a whole series about how this, like, I feel like it's going to be good, because, like... This story is, like, crazy. Because, like, here's Pam saying all this stuff about why Russ, like, killed her, killed his own, like, why so for whatever. So he was wrong, like, he was in, in prison for, what, how long? Till like, 2015. Oh, my gosh. And he was, ex- he was put in jail in 2013. Like, he was and it there. wasn't even him. Like, yeah. He probably wasn't a great person. But <laughs> like, I don't think he was a great person. But he didn't murder his wife. Because I was reading, like, quotes from, like, his daughters and stuff like that. And they were like, oh, we forgive her. We forgive Russ. Like, they were calling him by his first name. Oh, yeah. Like, it feels a little icky there. Like, obviously, he wasn't a great person, but not an awful, like, I just killed my wife person. Yeah, you know? that's horrible. And, but I bet there was, like, a lot of built-up. Like, they thought he murdered her for so many years. Like, I bet it's hard to, like, ditch that. Yeah. But, like, so, I don't... Oh, I'm so sorry. Just kidding. Like, it's a joke. Yeah, like, that's awful. Yeah, that's And, horrible. like, um when like basically pam's like testifying against russ in like 2012 or whatever like i don't even know how law enforcement even like put russ in jail at this point because like there was so much like that couldn't be stacked up against him like he was not there at the time of the crime at all and pam was the last person to see betsy alive but apparently pam was just like a charmer or something like i don't understand how that happened it's crazy but yeah credits to my favorite murder podcast and this podcast called True Crime Creepers because they had a really long one and they were really detailed and Wikipedia because I needed dates so very nice there's my murder story that was crazy it was just all over the place I was like guys she murdered three people gosh I named my note TVVH X Crime Junkie (laughs) (laughs) okay that was really wow this is crazy okay anyways let's talk um I have Martha, the death of Martha Elizabeth Moxley. So she was born on August 30th, 1960. So this is a little older. She grew up in California with her parents and older brother, John. And in 1974, the Moxley family re- relocated to Bellhaven, which is in Connecticut. Okay. Um, mother, uh, Moxley's mother, Dorothy, recalled, it was one of those neighborhoods where the kids could just go out and meet people. It was, like, very safe. Um, it was actually voted 
No, she was voted best personality in middle school. She easily made new friends, straight A student, basketball player. Like she had everything. So basically, going she's for like it. the perfect person. Yeah, she's like the perfect 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 person. So, 150 yards away, I believe, we have their neighbors. Their neighbors, Thomas and Michael Skakel, I believe is their, how to say That's their sketchy. Name. Yeah. So, they're the nephews of Ethel Skakel, and her husband, Robert F. Kennedy, the brother of President John F. Kennedy, what Ethel Skakel's heck? brother, Rushton, and his wife, Anne, had seven children. Among those are Thomas and Michael Skakel, who knew Moxley and were 17 and 15 years old. These um, are the nephews of Robert F. Kennedy? Yes. Okay. At the time of her murder in 1975. So they were far from a happy family. Michael mm-hmm. Skakel would later cite that he had chronic illness, alcoholism, and a repressive Catholic moral and sexual outlook Ew. as persistent causes for house- household turmoil. And in 1973, Anne Skakel actually died of brain cancer, which is the oh, mom. that's so sad. So, Rushton Skakel, um, his alcoholism at this point only worsened, worsened. And he regularly left the children at home with insufficient supervision and unlimited funds. So, they were just, like, there. Um, Michael Skakel, one of the sons, even expressed that an even more intense level, level of chaos came to rule their household as a result of their mother's death. Um, so sad. Yeah. So since they lived 150 yards from the Skakels, it became like a constant stream of teenagers coming because there was no parental supervision, basically. Yeah. So, night of the murder. We've got Halloween Eve. And in the city... Oh my gosh. Yeah. In the city, it was basically... I forget what they called it, but it, it's like a really big deal. Like, Halloween Eve is a really big deal. And they, everybody goes out with their friends, and they basically play, like little harmless pranks like that's kind of okay. what crime junkie went into like everybody goes out so what's martha she was here like begging her mother to let her go out on pranks and she didn't want to let her but she ended up she just didn't have a good feeling about it but dorothy finally gave in yeah and martha never returned Ugh. so that's friends so later sad. testified how old is she sorry i forgot did i say i don't know that's why i asked was born like it's teenager person. vibes though. Yeah, she's like they're all teenagers. Seventeen or something. I think. Like the Skakels and I didn't know yeah. Okay. Um, da, 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 where was I at? Finally gave in. Friends later testified to seeing her and Tommy making out near the Skakel Ugh. home at nine thirty p.m. Gosh. And at ten, Dorothy heard dogs barking and a commotion outside. Martha's body was found at noon the next day under a tree in the Moxley yard. She lay in a three-foot pool of blood. Her oh head, my gosh. Her head had been hit 14 times with a blunt instrument, which they later found out was a Tony Pinna, which is a six-iron golf club that are very rare. Like, these are insanely rare, but Michael's father had left them to them. Like, left oh, his... Oh, yeah, my gosh. Tommy Michael's mother, who had recently died of cancer, had left behind the set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, the fact did not provoke the Greenwich police to take extraordinary precautions. Extraordinary Even though this teenager measures. just died? Yes. They had not investigated a murder in in 46 years. And they weren't just going to do it now. They were like, yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Listen to this. This is horrible. Oh they initially left Martha's body unattended, and a dog defiled some of the evidence. They allowed a funeral director to remove the corpse before a medical examiner arrived, presenting an exact assessment of the time of death. Like, they were horrible. They never obtained a warrant to search the Skakel home, and conflicts of interest abounded. It was, and is, the custom in a Greenwich for off-duty policemen to work as bodyguards or chauffeurs for the wealthy residents. So basically, the Skakel family, like, works with these heads of police or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so, why they weren't investigated. That yeah. is so sus. This cop later admitted... 
what I don't know to some author he said in retrospect we probably treated the skakels differently oh really we did a little soft shoe proceeded cautiously so as not to offend anyone because this is where they were making money they <laughs> like, just murdered someone yes and, wow that's so really at bad. first the um skakels cooperated with police and tommy like told them he was at home by 9 30 that's little tommy yeah and he was writing a paper on Abraham Lincoln, who they ended up talking to all of his teachers at the school. There was no nope. talk. No of paper an on essay. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, they talked oh my about gosh, that Tommy. Milky. And they don't really talk about that again, but they just like believed him, I guess. I don't know. Um, Michael said he had been visiting cousins in the latter part of the evening, so he was just not a suspect, basically. Um, Kenneth Littleton was a tutor at the school. He was not at the school, (laughs) at their house. He was 23 and he was suspected briefly and gave testimony that he was watching a movie with Michael after he like wrote his essay or whatever. Um, Kenneth. Yeah. But within a year, the Skakels stopped cooperating. No charges were filed and the case languished for 16 years. Yeah. Uh, Oh my gosh. So then it began to kind of interwine with several other notorious crimes of the 20th century. In 1991, during the Will and Kennedy Smith rape trial, a rumor in the press selection placed Smith at the Skakel home on the night of the murder in Connecticut that most people had forgotten. So they just, like, pushed that under the carpet. So this all, like, inter- that's crazy. Yeah. The oh lead my proved gosh. false, but attracted the attention of author Dominic Dune, who was an analyst of the O.J. Simpson trial. And he was, like, a specialist in high society, yeah. um, true crime and stuff like that. His own daughter was murdered at a young age, so he was, like, That's really so sad. But that's, like, a good, like, oh, my gosh, I'm gonna yeah. get these people. So he ended up writing a thinly veiled novelization of the Moxley case, which is a season in Purgatory, which became a bestseller and a TV movie, which I'd like to. Yeah, that'd be like good to look into. Um, But it added to this, like, factual account, the Green... Uh, Greentown by Greenwich resident Dumas, who related unsavory stories of a young Tommy trying to strangle a fellow prep student and Michael whacking the heads off of squirrels with a golf club. Like, so basically Tommy and Michael are psychos. Yeah, so the Kennedy-Smith rumor resulted in a suggestion by Connecticut medical examiner, who was also OJ trial expert witness, um, Dr. Henry Lee, and the Moxley case was reopened. Period. It seemed to have provoked Russian... Rushton Skakel into hiring a detective agency, Sutton Associates, to clear his family name. So mm-hmm. they're on it. Basically, all they're of it like is about it, the name. Yeah. That was probably a mistake in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas and Michael altered their testimony drastically when they talked to Sutton. Rather, rather than studying at 9.30, Thomas said he and Martha had engaged in mutual, I'm not going to say that word on here, oh. for 20 minutes before she left. And he Why now recalls... They- Doing listen, it together. Listen, listen, he now recalls climbing a tree outside of Martha's window later that night uh-huh. and doing it in the tree and throwing pebbles at her window. Sorry. Wait. To... They were. Why were they doing it together? That's so. Oh, gosh. So. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's just absolutely insane. This is not um, for children. No, sorry. <laughs> he claimed that he heard noises in the Moxley bushes and had thrown a rock at them before running home. Excuse me? Excuse he me. threw a rock at the Moxleys? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I didn't write about this, but there was also a, there was a diary about that Mo- Martha Moxley had been, like, writing in throughout this time. Yeah. And prior to this, like, a few months, I think, she had talked about, um, like, riding in a car with him and him, like, putting his arm on her, on her thigh, like, kind of weird and stuff like that. It was, and, like, icky. And, yeah, and she said, I really just need to stop going over there, period. Like, she wrote that sentence out in her diary. Oh, my God. It's insane. 
Um, the changes in testimony were explosive, and a certain employee leased them to Len Hevitt of Newsday, which I guess is some, like, news story, and they ran the story. Yeah. Whoa, it just scrolled. Whoa, it went so far up. <laughs> Where is that at? Oh, no. Rather than study 9.30. Oh, I read all of that. This is heartbreaking. I don't know. This is gross. He's criminal profiling, building. I hate Tyler. Me too. And the other one. I'm rock there. Oh, okay. He also reported the interviews with the criminal profiling group, discounted the pro- the possibility that Littleton, who had just begun the tutoring job, had killed Martha. So they kind of <gasps> Kenneth. Um, the savagery of the deadly blows suggested it was the work of someone who knew her. So that kind of goes back Did to her. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Dune handled this information over to a new friend who was Mark Furman of the O.J. Simpson trial fame. He had just written a book about the, uh, trial and was seeking a possible sequel. Um, with the sudden material in hand, he headed up to Connecticut and despite being harassed by the police, he published his own investigation as murder in Greenwich, um, in June 1998. This is old. It's kind of... Yeah, it is really old. But it was also, like, she was, like, it's so long from when it actually happened. Like, the spin is really weird. Yeah. Um, Furman believes that testimony from the tutor throws into doubt Michael's original alibi and that his new story is a concoction that puts him at the scene of the crime and at the time of the crime without committing it. So it appears to have put Skakel in legal jeopardy. A month after Murder and Greed, which came out, um, Connecticut impaneled Judge Jorm Thim as a one-man grand injury. I mean, jury. (laughs) Injury? With the power to compel testimony in the Moxley case. And they couldn't like come to a decision basically, and it may have um, it may have been influenced. Not only how does only... a jury not know who did it? That's so dumb. Um, after seeing an episode about the case on TV's Unsolved Mysteries, mysteries. My mysteries. mom watches that. Yeah. she watches that all the time. Yeah, I read Sorry. that, and I was like, oh my gosh, she watched that. <laughs> Several alumni of Ellen School called to say that between 1978 and 1980, Skakel admitted involvement in Moxley's killing. And they still didn't put him in jail? Yeah. Three of them were among the 40 witnesses then called. Um, their testimony presumably... Da, 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 da. No, they talked about it in the book, basically. He was yeah. innocent 24 years ago. He's innocent now. I would have to disagree. Yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. They just... I don't know. Um, he's changed his alibi 16 times. Yeah. Like... He's innocent then and he's innocent. What? The Sutton Report, while intriguing, seems like a better argument for reopening the case than clinching it. And the credibility of Skakel's former classmates at Ellen. So basically, he was at like this mental thing. Like yeah, he, mental institution. Yeah, and he told them that, that he, he was involved. That he was involved. Yes. And they still didn't. Mm hmm. But so, he was in the mental institution, so I guess it was fine. Like, what? Yeah, the facility, the facility had only 100 patients, and if Michael had confessed, two things would have happened. Everybody in the facility would have known and talked about it, and we would have called our lawyers to figure out our obligations. Neither happened, is what other people were saying. But, like, the three people came forward. And, and they said it, they talked about it. Yes. So that is doing it. Like, they did exactly. do that. Exactly. So it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't line up. up for me. It doesn't, doesn't really line up. Me. Gosh. Yeah. So, even if the prosecution can make a good case, it may not be able to touch Skakel. Since the alleged crime was committed when he was a minor, the case resides in Connecticut Juvenile Court. Oh. Even though he's, like, a 40, 50-year-old so man. So, you can't actually point. take it to Yeah. Legit so, under court. today's state law, a capital case involving a 15-year-old would automatically be remanded to an adult court. But 1975 law required probable cause for that to happen. So the case That was stays, probable cause. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
If the case stays in juvenile court, Skate would probably draw no jail time, even if he was convicted, because the model in oh. 175 was juvenile rehabilitation. Even though he's not juvenile anymore, he's an adult. Um, if the case is remanded, Sherman has the right to appeal, a process that could take years. All so. of that, for now, is immaterial. Dortha Moxley, who was, who's the mother, Yeah. Um, she basically talks about how she was a zombie after the, after years after the murder. She was sitting... Um, she left the advocacy of Martha's case to her husband, David, and then he died in 1988. She asks her friends if she could take up the case, uh, the cause, but they told her there was no hope. Like these There people was are, hope. Yeah. So she refused to believe them, we'll and after it, the Kennedy-Smith trial revised the issue, she talked to revived the issue. She talked to any journalist who would listen. She regards Dune, Dumas, and Furman as my team of angels and praises Greenwich cop turned state criminal investor Frank Gar, who says never gave up on the he never gave up on the case. Um for years she says she thought Thomas Gekel killed her daughter, but the Sutton report changed everything. Now everything fits. Eventually she's positive everyone will understand how it fits too and she's learned how to wait. So the final say is October thirtieth, twenty twenty. They announced that Michael Skakel would not be retried. Ever? Yeah. Is Dorothy dead now? All because I don't actually know. <laughs> I bet Dorothy's dead now. Yeah, but so a lot of Dorothy. the talk is uh-huh. just about the way that it was handled in the exact moment because of the relation to so many of them, like being literal Kennedys and having so much money and being able to afford, afford like, like as the much best. as they could. Yeah. And, like, so, obviously Dorothy couldn't do that. Like, she literally left it to her husband. Like, she didn't even yeah. help. And it was all about just clearing that name because that's what mattered to them at the time, which is That is so horrible. messed up. And then they claim, like, to have nothing to do. Like, they got no unfair treatment. And the police are like, yeah, in retrospect, maybe it was a little bad. I'm like, no, you didn't take any, like, they didn't do DNA samples for a day, like, for so, so long. All yes. the evidence was jacked by yeah, the time. Yeah, so then they were they... able, it was literally years later, and it came back as inconclusive. Because it was years later. Like, yeah. excuse me, it doesn't make sense. That's so messed sense. up. Oh, my gosh. And anything could have been changed. Like, any of the Skakels could have went and messed with the crime scene at that point. It was yeah. left alone. There was no one there. Dogs ravaged in it. Like, what do you mean? That's horrible. Yeah, because of the amount of time that passed and, like... Yeah. That was literally so many years ago. Exactly. And they're still, And like, 2020 is when they decided he couldn't retry That they're not going to retry him. Yeah. She was born in 1960. That's like, crazy. That's absolutely insane. Wow. Yeah. Not to mention that the golf clubs were literally theirs. Like and the one was missing. Like it was the certain whatever. Just like how I don't know handled. how they identified. Both of our cases are like how it was handled. Yeah, like, it's just horribly. I think if they would have acted like it was any other case at the moment, it would have been It would have been fine. Yes. And they would have done all of their investigation right then. It would have been fine. But they literally didn't and let it all be tampered with. Awesome. Really cool. Literally makes no sense. Such pros. Hers is so interesting. Wow. Sorry to hate on cops for a minute, but... We don't hate cops. It's just, like, the way the, law, the, the way the rules are, guys. It's yeah. the rules. Because, like, literally, if freaking they had taken Russ's case seriously and, like, it, what everything he had done. And, like, he had a receipt from freaking Arby's. Like, he wasn't yeah. there when she died. Like, it's all just, like, hey, take into account, like, everything, you yeah. know? And that's mm-hmm. important. Anyways, we're going to be prosecutors now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. I don't do but well under pressure. No, I would be stressed. <laughs> I'm, like, depressed for these people. I'm sad. It's actually horrible. Not depressed. Just sad. I'm sorry. Depressed <laughs> is an overreaction. That's a legit thing people deal with. <laughs> not, not depressed. <laughs> sorry. Mm. Wow. Uh, 
Yeah. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> now we're going to talk about songs we like. Oh, that. <laughs> okay. But to take this, let's, wait. Let's be serious. We're sorry. And we're not, like, we're, we didn't do anything. But, like, yeah. this is serious stuff. And I feel so bad. But, like, it's so interesting to, like, see the progression of, like, how, I don't know, like, law and everything works and mm-hmm. just like what has happened i don't know it's really in the cool. way that like the laws changed for example like when they were talking about how he should be tried as you know a yeah. child and then but even he's... though he's an adult now and how it's like changed but they had already set the precedent at that time so then they like have to like it's horrible, horrible. yeah so yeah <sighs> okay now we're gonna talk about our favorite songs Move on. let's get gonna brighten brighten your day and this podcast happy okay because the other one, the what we said one, they it still ended sad. And I, like, oh. left, and I was like, wow, that was really unfortunate. Yes. That's why I can't listen to true crime all the time, because I get, like... Because they end sad. Because I'm like, oh, darn it. Because most of the time, like, they don't really, like, sometimes, like, stuff doesn't come out of it, like Allie's. Yeah. Like, just horrible. Gosh. Anyways, favorite songs. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to name, like, five. I feel like that's a good okay. number. Okay. Number one. I've already. I think I feel like I've said this already, but "Darling" by Christian Leaf. Yeah, I think we have. But I, I've real that song's really been hitting lately. I don't also, know. This is him when he was tried. Sorry, <laughs> but he's a full man. Like he's, he's a, a full, a full adult man. man, which we know. But something about it is just that's really skanky. Yeah, that is such a Look sketchy. She's Aww, so pretty. She's so cute. Oh my gosh! It's I gotta horrible. show you what Pam Hupp looks like. She's, she's. Does she look like a murderer. Yeah. Okay. She's scary. Anyways. Sorry to interrupt. Pim Hop is scary. Too. Don't look at her. Okay. Darling by Christian Leaf. Phenomena by Hillsong Young and Free. Because that's the song we're doing this weekend at Thurner Retreat. And there's a rap in it. And it is the best song. So fun. So Ava fun. Ava loves it. Ava loves She's it. She's so mad she I'm come. so sad for her. I want her to be able She's to like, come so bad. I don't understand. Bad. I play volleyball every weekend. Why do I have to go to this? And I was like, Ava. I know. We pay money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to rap. And like, I don't really have to play the keys that much during Phenomena. At the retreat, so I'm really excited. Um, three, number three, number three, number three equals any song from the Tick Tick Boom soundtrack. <laughs> it's this new movie. It's this movie on. It's not really new. It's from November. Um, it's a movie on Netflix. It's a musical. My dad told me he watched it. I was telling him about movies last night, and I was like, Dad, I watched so I have such good movies. I watched Tick Tick Boom, and he was like, Oh, I watched that when I was sick, and I was like, What? Did he like it? Yes, he I'm liked so it. dead. That's so funny. But yeah. He didn't like Hamilton either, and he's like, no, I love that. Like, that was so much better. And I was like... Period. Okay, watch Tick, Tick, And he watched Social Network. And he watched the Social yes, Network. Yes, and oh he my gosh. Side Social note, Network. The Social Network is such a good movie. It's, um, it has... What's that guy's name? I don't know. It's basically about, um, Steve Jobs and, like, the creation of Facebook. Steve? Mark Zuckerberg. I'm so stupid. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg and the creation of Facebook and stuff like that. And, like, there's some messed up law stuff there, too. No one yeah. dies. No one dies. No one dies. But, like, you know, poor Eduardo. Wow. <laughs> That's Andrew Garfield in it. I really love that movie. Not because it's just him. Not because it's just him. But it's like, a good movie. It's just a really good movie, and they're all so pretentious. Oh, gosh. Wow. Anyways, the whole Tick, Tick, Boom soundtrack. Specifically, this is... Or no, it's actually not called This Is Life. It's called Boho Days. It's, like, a minute. It's, it's, like, a minute and 30 seconds. But, like, it's so good, and I know the whole thing. It's, like, a fast... It's fast. It's fast-paced. Okay, number four. Mm. Let me think. 
You said you were going to say something about Ash, but I don't know if you actually oh, said that. Oh, well, I've just really been on an Ash kick as of late. Obviously, I love her song called Me Without You, but as of right now, I really like her song called, like, what is it called? Now I can't remember. I don't know, big dog. <laughs> Never mind. Me Without You. <laughs> Me Without You. That's it. Wait, Serial Monogamist? Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. It sounds kind of, like, bad, but, like, it's a, it's just, like, it kind of goes hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, you're probably judging me right now, but it's okay. Number five. This is kind of tough for me. Um, you don't have to. It's okay. Oh, here, I'll sing a worship song. Never Walk Alone. I sound like I lost it. I'll sing a worship song. I'm I dead. I listened to Never Walk Alone this morning. It's really good. Um, it's a slow, it's a worship song. It's slow. But it's just really, really good. And Dear Gabby Latin is going to sing it at the retreat, and she is so good. Like, she was blowing me away when we had our band practice yesterday. And the, like, key so part is I fun. Did. So excited. Yeah, me too. Anyways, okay. Say your favorite songs. Go. Um, I'm just gonna talk about the Lumineers because they released a new album. It's called Bright Side. Oh yeah. Let me list a few of my fave songs. Number one, just Bright Side, like the single, one, like it's yeah, really good. It's really good. Um, number two, AM Radio. Mm-hmm. Number three, Roller Coaster. Number four. I don't listen to that one that much. Remington. I don't listen to that one either. Uh, we just had that exact same time. Ew. That was terrifying. That was a little scary for me. Um, where we are. It's repetitive, but it's, fun, it's really easy to learn. And I, I really like it's it. It's really fun. And then I also, the at the very end, the last one is called Reprise, and it's basically like, it's the first song, but kind of changed. I, I like, like that. I like it more. I like the Reprise more than I like the yes, first one. because it's got these little like echoey parts, yeah. and it's fun. And how it like pauses and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just yeah. different. It's fun. I oh, side note. Ash is releasing a new song. Oh, oh my gosh. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. It's... I don't want to say the name. She's it, just releasing a new song, guys. And uh, when it comes out, you should like, listen to it. It's, like, bad. It's not bad. It's just, just like, well, it doesn't really reflect my Christianity, does it? Like, It's a hype song. I'm sorry. Go look at her Instagram if you really want to know. <laughs> Leaves them on the edge of their seat. <laughs> We're just promoting to. Ash right now. This is not a sponsored podcast, so we just really love it. Yeah, her. it is. It's sponsored by Ash herself. We're <laughs> sponsored by Ash. She sent us a check for $100 in the mail. She We're supposed reached to... out to us and was like, hey guys, <laughs> I've heard y'all have a really famous podcast and I really think that y'all should talk about me on it. <laughs> that's what happened. Really, like, girl, that's we got actually, you covered. Yeah, that's why we talk about anything that we do. Everyone's that fly, just sponsoring They sponsor us. us. Oh, yeah. New Rules, they sponsor <laughs> us. One Direction sponsors us, even though they don't exist anymore. They don't exist anymore? That's the worst way to <laughs> I'm say I'm sorry. They don't, guys. They just, like, they're out. And I'm so sad all the time. And I can't think about it that much because then I get depressed. It's fine. It's fine. Harry Styles, he sponsors us. He sponsored that whole episode that we talked about the concert. Oh, yeah. That was straight him. Yeah. What, do, what do we do with that money? No one knows. Mm. From the sponsor? No. No one knows. Okay. Obviously, that was all a joke. But, um... Don't take us seriously. Yeah. We might podcast, like, really soon. But yeah. But it might be not soon at all. We don't really know. We'll, we'll let you know. Because <laughs> we've got some stuff to talk about, but, like... We don't, we have we don't know if time. we're going to have a good time to do it, so we'll just... Just be on the lookout. Yeah. <laughs> We're so unorganized. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, it's be fine. on the lookout. We have a lot of things. It's fine. We're just busy guys. We have such busy, busy lives. Gals, just We're busy gals. We're going to look back on this and like listen to it when we're like 40 and like have literal lives. And we're oh, going to be like, wow. you're so busy. <laughs> Shut up. 
<laughs> okay, but you're taking a free period next year, right? Yeah. So we just need to get the same one. And then we yeah. can really do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we just have a whole po- a whole period to, to go to my car and podcast. It's our podcast period, guys. Podcast period. Okay. Uh, that's besides the point. Sorry, guys. Um, We hope everyone is having a lovely 2022. Yep. I know we're like a month in. Yeah, we are. I'm just saying. I hope, hope you it's lovely. You guys are starting off great. Hope, mm-hmm. you know, you're just being grateful and having a lovely time. I hope your school is going so well. So well. I hope your jobs are going well mm-hmm. if you have those. Hope you're learning. Hope you're thriving. I hope you're you know. I can't think of words to rhyme with thriving other than striving. <laughs> I thought of surviving. I hope you're surviving. <laughs> I hope you're niving. Uh <laughs> don't demonetize. <laughs> Anyways. Mm. Hope this week is so good. Happy yes. Sunday. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Peace out. Bye bye. Best buds. <laughs>